This week on Erotic Awakening, Lolita Wolf. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. I've noticed you've got all your clothes on today. I do. I forgot. <laughs> Normally, you podcast with some level of nudity. I do. I Well, it's not that I try to. It just happens that way. <laughs> That's the nice thing about having a podcast studio in your home, in your bedroom. Exactly, exactly. Today's show, we are interviewing author and presenter Lolita Wolf. Mm-hmm. Had a really uh, nice conversation with her at an event not too long ago, and she sat down with us for a couple of minutes and talked about some stuff that she's into, and uh, we'll get to that momentarily. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a lot of fun. I think so. Uh, first, though, I want to mention that we did get a comment about one of our previous shows. We got a comment about our show on exhibitionism. Mm-hmm. And the comment was along the lines of uh, great, fun, turn-on kind of podcast. Can't beat that. Can't beat that at all. So nice, positive comment. <laughs> the, uh, the person recommended that we should do something more along those lines. So maybe something along the lines of mutual masturbation. And you were telling me something about a, a Jack and Jill party. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've heard about Jack and Jill parties for a long time. always thought I'd put one together and haven't done so yet. But, yeah, it's like a mutual masturbation circle where people do it to themselves and watch each other. Well, this is the official <laughs> call out then. I want to do a show. A Jill party. <laughs> a Jill party. I want to do a Jill party where uh, we have a bunch of women get together and masturbate in a room and we record it. And we play it on the podcast. And actually, you could actually be the person that's there, and I could actually not be there if we wanted to make it a purist Jill party. Yeah, that would make it a purist Jill party. So. Or I could let the hair down, <laughs> shave the eyebrows, and sneak in. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, guess, <laughs> I don't think you I guess there gets to, Yeah. In a masturbation party, I guess there gets to a point where I kind of reveal... Who you are. So and we've actually had that suggestion by someone else, too, to have a Jill party, so... We may have to work that out. Just a matter of finding the people to do that now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and do it on the air. So it would be a little one, but... It would be a lot of fun. I think it would be a lot of fun. Me I too. think we'll try to make it a little one, and i got a feeling we're going to have a lot of people <laughs> I hope interested so. in participating. I hope so. It would certainly be fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. But we don't have a lot of time to talk about that, because you're getting ready to leave. I am. So just finished up my little packing list and getting ready to pull out the suitcase. You have a day or two left still, but you're about to leave for a uh, slave retreat with Castle Griffin. Mm-hmm. It, it's really neat. We we interviewed the uh, Master Griffin from Castle Griffin. Um, I guess it was about episode 25, 26 or so. So it was a good couple of months ago now. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were talking about slave retreat and master retreat that they run. And um, I remember you commenting on that episode. Oh, I'd love to go to that. 
Mm-hmm. And then it looked like I wasn't going to be able to go because of the way our calendar was situated. And then things got shifted and now I'm able to go. So, so. excellent. That'll be a lot of fun for mm-hmm. you and learn a lot of good stuff from there, I hope. Absolutely. Ooh, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> for our, our home listeners, not aware of the, we're going to make it through an entire episode without saying the word absolutely. We did not quite get there. I tried. <laughs> it was a good try. Uh, what else do we have going on? Hey, here's interesting news to me. Okay. Um, as you know, that we get to, at some of the events that we travel to, we run 12-step meetings. And 12-step meetings are probably most of the people out there have heard of Alcoholics Anonymous or perhaps mm-hmm. Narcotics Anonymous. But basically, a uh, a path to recover from addictions, be it alcoholism or sexuality or gambling, based on the base 12 steps, which was created by a guy some years ago. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a group out there called Recovery in the Lifestyle, where they've taken the concept of the 12-step fellowship, and they've said, you know, the way that it applies to people that are kinky are a little bit different. Um, It's the same 12 steps, it's the same recovery, but... It's, you cannot walk into an open AA meeting and talk about how you're powerless over the disease of alcoholism, but you don't feel so powerless over your slave. Right, right. Or as a slave, you might say, well, whenever I think about using master beats me, mm-hmm. may not work in your normal open. I wouldn't think so. so. <laughs> but there's a group called Recovering the Lifestyle, and they've looked at that, and they've said that, you know, that there should be a place for people that are, you know, recognizing the uh, 12 steps of recovery and the anonymity that's important there as w- and mix that with a BDSM atmosphere. They created a group called Recovery in the Lifestyle, and you and I have been officially accepted as yes. people to carry the message of recovery and message of hope in the Recovery in, Li- in the Lifestyle Fellowship. A little blurb about them guys goes like this. Uh, Recovering the Lifestyle is a fellowship of BDSM lifestyle people and guests who are in recovery or would like to be. It is based on 12 steps of recovery and recognizes that anonymity is most important for all of us. Ours are open meetings and we invite our friends to attend. Being in the lifestyle and having membership in any of the various 12-step recovery groups makes a person eligible for Recovery in the Lifestyle. Yep, I am. I really <laughs> like this idea. I, I do as well, and it's a, it's a great way that we, again, as we like to say, you know, this show is about blowjobs. It's about exhibitionism. It's about masters and slaves. It's about mm-hmm. spanking. It is also about real life. It is about just because I engage in a little pony play doesn't mean that I still don't have the rest of my life to live. Exactly. So, and I I really like the idea of taking this on the road. I mean, we have done twelve step meetings at a couple of events, and um, we've asked been asked to do them at a couple more next year. So, but I I really like this idea. I mean, just because you're at an event doesn't mean that um, some people should skip a meeting. It's nice to have it available, and just the idea that there's meetings out there where people can talk about their lifestyle as well. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. You can find out more about Recovery in the Lifestyle by heading over to recoveryinthelifestyle.org. Mm-hmm. So last Saturday, you and I went to a play party here in town. We did. We did. So enjoyed ourselves. 
had a great time. This was one that uh, was run by uh, uh, two local groups got together mm -hmm. and said, let's get together and run a party. And it came out really nice. A nice Halloween party, a lot of neat costumes. <laughs> Um, we yeah. got to wear our elf ears. We got we wore our little elf ears. We had just a great time and had a nice scene. We had a nice little scene. We had a nice little scene. Yeah. Well, we had a no. Never mind. <laughs> we have nice little scenes and we have nice big scenes. We have some nice big scenes as well. Um, it's really interesting to why a scene works and why a scene doesn't work sometimes. When we go to an event, when we go to the dungeon with the intent to play, the first thing we do is, of course, we have to pack our toy bag with what felt good five, six, seven hours ago, or in some cases, two, three, four days early. Right, when we pack early. Right. We have, uh, at this point, and I look over my shoulder, I see we've got two, four, five, <laughs> All of our seven, toys. eight drawers with different kinds of toys in it we have our sensual toys we have our stingy toys study toys yeah we're like our restraints are we're geeky <laughs> organized <laughs> we have an insertables drawer and we're being all geeky organized and having yes. them all there and it's really nice to be able to have them available and be able to reach out but when you go to a party of course you got to go through your drawers and say well i do want this i don't want this i'm not going to need this maybe and, i might want this <laughs> and maybe i might want this kills me right and i've had to say no 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 we can't because what happens is we end up packing the entire contents of our toy chest <laughs> into a great big roller bag <laughs> and then you want one particular thing and it's all at the bottom unnecessary so i try and get us to limit ourselves we'll bring well yeah or we could just get geeky organized on the road and <laughs> figure out how to take our drawers <laughs> i i have seen Someone roll up with one of those, and I guess it's a Stanley tool drawer. Oh, yeah. I remember that. It's on wheels. It rolls with you. It's full of your toys. You got everything available Can there. Can you imagine rolling through the hotel with that? Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> I'm wondering about getting through the airport security with that. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> so you get to these events. You have your toys. And sometimes the toys don't really have a lot to do with the scene itself. Sometimes oh, I totally agree. it's the energy. It's it's well now part of it's just logistics. How mm -hmm. much space is each station have? Right. How many people are you trying to get crammed into your dungeon area? And we've been to a few events where you've got more people than you've got space, and people have to cut through and fairly close to your station just to get from one spot to another. Um, it's a tricky balance because you don't want to waste space as an event organizer, right? And if, if 200 people want to come to your event, then you want 200 people to be able to come. So part of the issue becomes, do you have enough space to feel comfortable, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You've done some work with BDSM energy and having that headspace, that energetic oh, space yeah. around you. You know, and having that energetic space is important, but also having that physical space is right. important as well. Right. I don't want to talk too much about the BDSM energy stuff because mm -hmm. that's going to make a wonderful podcast on its own. Okay. So. so we have space. We have our toys. 
another great podcast would be talking about music because man when you play the wrong music at a toy at a play <laughs> party you're just you're well, killing everybody thursday night was a little example of that because we went to a different event and it had a different scene to it there was equipment there but it wasn't necessarily a party so it was packed with people and you've got the industrial music and then you had some sort of wine <laughs> it was like a single note for what 10 minutes yeah and and okay it works dancing wise but not scene wise which like i said it wasn't built for that but no it doesn't really work dancing, dancing wise, wise either, either. <laughs> i mean at the event we were at thursday they had a, a little stage with a couple belly dance or erotic belly dance sort mm -hmm. of dancers going yeah. on and they were kind of, they were like trying to move to the wine and it, and it wasn't really, <laughs> you know, working too well for them as far as I could tell. Right. Um, so yeah, so it will make a great podcast and well, we do presentations on this stuff as well. So it, it really, people sometimes ask us, why do you do a presentation on this topic or another? Mm -hmm. I think the presentation we do on having the right sound, music, rhythm as part of your scene, I completely blame Willie Nelson. <laughs> And the reason I blame Willie Nelson is not because I dislike oh, I Willie Nelson. Remember this. I happen to like Willie Nelson uh, well enough. Um, but when I'm in the middle of a play party and I've just gotten out my heavy buffalo flogger and I'm getting ready to start wielding it, always on my mind is not what I want to hear. No. Not the Willie Nelson version and not any other version. Right. So that's how workshops are born. <laughs> So today's trivia question, and we'll make it a tweeter, a Twitter trivia question. Okay. What is the one Nine Inch Nails song that everyone always plays at every play party we've ever been to? Okay. I don't really know don't what it. hints. No. <laughs> so I will ask that on our Twitter account, mm -hmm. and we'll see if anybody responds, knows the name of that Nine Inch Nails song. That would be awesome. So we've got music, we've got physical space, physical space, we've got toys, mm -hmm. and then we've got what's going on around us. Right. What kind of play is going around us? What kind of play scenes, what kind of people are the people around you involved in their own scene and they're just trying to enjoy each other's energy and they're trying to build a good scene. Oh, that's awesome when you feel their scene next to yours. And that mm -hmm. energy blends together. And we had yeah. a wonderful example of that in Chicago. Absolutely. Even though we had another station between us, there was just this other other scene and we were just mm -hmm. kind of subtly playing against each other. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, sometimes you have scenes where people are seeming with the intent to draw an audience. They are showmen. Mm -hmm. They are trying to create an atmosphere of fun where play right. becomes more of a playful thing, mm -hmm. where they're interacting humorously with their bottom, where they're interacting with the crowd around them. Mm -hmm. Doesn't help another scene it doesn't if it's help close by scene. yeah so yeah. just trying to figure out how to word this because it's how people play sometimes i mean it, it works for them so but when you're next to that in your own deep personal scene it kind of breaks up that energy a little bit well don i have to tell you 
I don't know much about torturing the cock and balls. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> I'm glad. But a lot of people do get into CBT. A lot of people, and, and I mean it, a lot of people get mm-hmm. into this. Yep. When I first heard of CBT, I thought, oh, cool, computer-based training. Yeah, how are we going to do that with a fetish? How is that a fetish? But CBT, <laughs> in this case, stands for cock and ball torture. And you, you said something about the word torture. Yeah, because, I mean, when I hear cock and ball torture, it makes me twinge. You know, and I cross my legs, and I don't even have the equipment. <laughs> and part of it is that word torture. You know, I wonder how people can do torture, but I guess in a sense, and Lolita will go more into this, but um, it's not torture per se as much. I mean, there could be pain involved, but it's also just sensation. It can also be sensual. It's also, you know, it seems to have all those factors of bondage and, and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, maybe they can come up with another word besides torture, but then again. Maybe that's part of what makes it awesome. <laughs> Maybe well, why people are signing up for it in the first exactly. place. Exactly. And I have to tell you, as uh, Lolita was talking about CBT, I, have to tell you, I felt my dick twinge a little bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm not sure if it was trying to come out or trying to hide deeper. <laughs> but it was doing something. It was responding. I'm a little worried about that. Uh-oh. Should I be taking her class? No, you should be avoiding her class <laughs> at all costs at this point. Actually, I think it'd be a great class for us to attend just to learn about it. Mm. Lolita's a great presenter. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just, you don't want me bringing that new knowledge home, huh? (laughs) It's just not something we need in our life today. (laughs) Voila. Okay. So here we are sitting at Kinky College, one of our Mm -hmm. favorite events back in Chicago again. And just in the hallway, we happen to see the presenter, Lolita Wolf, walking by. So we asked her to have a seat with us, and I whipped out my recorder. And there it is. (laughs) Hi! Um, yeah, you know, he, he heard I was doing CBT, whipped out the recorder, you'd think he'd whip something else out. Specifically why I didn't whip anything else out, because you've got with you this whole kit of CBT things. And I, I recognize a Wurtenberg wheel and some rope. Bondage tape. And now I'm just too scared to keep looking in that direction. I don't want to see any more of that for myself right now. I would make a lousy test uh, demo person for you. Well, it's kind of funny because um, half the class goes by where I'm using my hands mm-hmm. for most of most of it. My hands and maybe a six foot piece of parachute cord. And I don't really need much more than that. I don't the toys they're just extras because I have an hour and fifteen minutes to fill and I want to give people a, a big taste. But I can be very evil <laughs> with no toys. I <laughs> I'm shriveling just talking about this. So let's let's back up just a little bit for our uh, audience out there that may not know what C B T is. Now I thought that CBT was computer-based, computer-based training, training, right? <laughs> and when I went to the class, I found out that it's not. What is CBT? Okay, it's short for cock and bull torture. Now, <laughs> torture is a real misnomer, okay, because it's not really torture, because people come back and do it again and again, and, <laughs> and they like it. They might, you know, the torture is kind of, it, it, it's BDM speak. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's torment. But um, if they like it and they're happy and they want to do it again and if it gets them off, then it's not really torture. Well, it sounds, part of it sounds nice. The part where you're touching my cock and balls. I like that part. 
But when you add the torment in there, so give me an idea of what it is you're actually talking about. I mean, are we putting my balls on a rack? Well, the first thing that I talk about is the anatomy and, and what is safe to do. Because you always want the bottom to be okay at the end so that they can come back and play again. Mm-hmm. Don't want to break your toys. You do not want to break your toys. <laughs> exactly. So that's very important. So I, I cover anatomy the whole, and, and anatomy changes whether you're hard or flaccid. Um, and then I really get into a lot of the, I take the six foot piece of parachute code and I do a lot of different bondage ties and um, the that's really the most popular thing that anybody does it's also really accessible mm-hmm. and when and for clarity's sake for, for people that may not be aware of what we're talking about we are using bondage ties on a penis cock and balls and Pe- <laughs> penis and balls okay scrotal sock <laughs> Okay. Okay. Scrotum. Is the is the intent to cause pain? You know, it's the bondage stuff is really not that painful. It's it's not painful. It's it's actually kind of fun. Yes, could I really do it tight and really make it hurt? Yeah, but usually it doesn't. It it's all about it's more about restraint and constriction, and uh, it could be a little bit of uncomfortableness. But it's not necessarily painful. Would you see it as sensual at all? Yeah. Sensual yeah. component to it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, like I said, most of, a lot of what I do, probably most of it, 80% of it is not painful. Okay. 80% of it is, is about sensations. And different people ha- like different types of sensations. Some people like the, the pulling. Some people like the hitting, some people like the crushing, the pressure, and some people like all three, or they like two out of three. So you really have to figure out what your partner likes. And not every, the, the guy that I had demoing for me, he really liked everything I did. So he, and he was a real novice. He had never done most of this stuff. And he just, he was a real trooper and a lot, a lot of fun. So it was... It was it was a pleasure. Very cool. Very cool. Most um, of the guys I'm with, it's uh, the softer the better. <laughs> they don't like the pain or anything. You mean the softer the striking, <laughs> not the soft, not the more flaccid the better. No. <laughs> talking about the touch. Okay. Well, different people have different needs. Okay. Uh-huh. Some people really like it rough, uh-huh. and some people really like some intense activity and they need that to get off other people they need the soft gentle touch but for some people the soft gentle touch is just going to be a big yawn Mm -hmm. so you have to know your partner and gauge accordingly it's funny but the, the way you're describing that reminds me as if i was going to negotiate a flogging or a spanking scene right some people like a nice soft sensual spanking some people like a very uh, thuddy, hard, I want to know, remember you three days ago when I sit down kind of spanking. Sure. So it sounds like when you negotiate a CBT scene, you might have that same kind of flexibility with the kind it's, of people you play with. It's the same thing. Everybody, everybody's different. You have to figure out what they like. And, you know, whether it's spanking, flogging, CBT, or just sex. Mm-hmm. You know, some people <laughs> want rough sex. 
And, oh, you know, if it's too gentle, they don't. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying there. She, she does. She does. Okay. <laughs> so it is an erotic thing, the whole CBT. Is it erotic for you? Obviously, for the person who's receiving it, they're getting an erotic charge, may not be getting an erection from it, but they're getting an erotic charge when, from when it. When my partner is excited, it excites me. I, 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 I love that. It's also a lot of fun. And um, I, yeah, yeah, I'm charged by it. <laughs> it, it, it. It's interesting. I'm a switch. So I get a, a lot of what I do is I, I, I have a lot of empathy in how I play. But with CBT, I'm not a switch because you know what? I don't have that. <laughs> so, which adds to the fear factor. Mm -hmm. And I, I love, I love to terrorize somebody and, and make them scared because it's kind of that's a lot of fun. I would never really actually hurt anybody, like never harm anybody, but the whole threat of it is mm -hmm. very exciting to me. Mm-hmm. And controlling somebody is very exciting. And teasing somebody is very exciting. Very cool. Very cool. Um, well, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Sure. I know that you are a blogger. You've got the uh, Leather Yentl. Leather Yenta. Leather Yenti. Yenta. <laughs> We'll have a. We'll put the the link on our blog because even though I'm a podcaster, I can't speak all the time. So you keep the blog going, the newsletter. You're an author. You've got two different books, uh, the CBT in a nutshell, and and a spanking book as well. And I think both of those come with a DVD. Yes. And you have been presenting. When Don and I first got our our BDSM wings, our kinky <laughs> toes in the water, you were already an established presenter. And here it's been some time has gone by, and you are still cooking. And it's really neat when you come to an event. When I see you at an event, not only are you enjoying the social aspect and enjoying presenting itself, but some of the presenters we know, after they're done presenting, they pretty much go up to their room and go they to disappear. sleep. Yeah. You're down there. You're in the dungeon. You're having a good time. You're enjoying the entire aspect of it. Do you ever see, do you see yourself as starting to get tired of this burnout or you're just getting started? Um, I, I've learned how to maximize myself and I've learned how to take care of myself. I know how to eat properly. I know how to take my time with some downtime. I know how, when I have to skip a class, I, you know, I make sure I have enough sleep and um, and yeah, I do push myself a little because I don't I don't get to do this all the time, mm -hmm. you know. So I I I I, I strive to achieve a balance because I want to really maximize my experience and I really want to take care of myself so that I can keep going. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Okay, yeah. tell me the new website. I'm not gonna try and say it again. You say it. Leatheryenta.com. Excellent. Thank you very much, Lolita. I appreciate Thank you. your time. Today. Okay. <laughs> now a little bow on here I think would be cute. So let's go ahead and put a bow on. Next week on Erotic Awakening, spanking. Bye Don. Bye Dan.